production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What do you need to consider in order to deliver an excellent customer experience? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Jordan Weehy, who is the Director of Marketing at Jade Communications. Jordan, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And I'm also joined by Josh Weehy, who is the uh, Director of Operations at Jade. Thanks for being here. Always a pleasure, Andy. Now, as we always say on these live episodes, uh, what you hear is not background noise, it's ambiance. So uh, we're here right at the epicenter of uh, independent broadband uh, and rural broadband here in Las Vegas at the Calix Connections Conference. And uh, Jordan's got a session he'll be talking about um, here at the conference titled Customer Service and Support, Power Up the Subscriber Experience with Calix Cloud. So Jordan, tell us a little bit, just give us a short preview of what, what you're going to be talking about. Sure, sure. So it starts with the idea that Anybody who talks with a subscriber is the tour guide, is the trail guide of that subscriber's journey with our brand. So we're from Colorado, we use a lot of adventuring analogies, and it's exactly this. If you're gonna hike a 14er, and you're not from the state of Colorado, you might hire a trail guide. A 14er being a 14,000 foot mountain. You got it, Andy, yep. Um, To show you the way, to make sure you have the right resources, to ensure that you're trained before you begin your journey. That's exactly what we're talking about today is how do we arm our team to be the trail guides on our customers' internet journey? You guys are, are, are well known around the industry, I think, as, as an outside of the box approach. You've got Wi-Fi wizards, you've got dinosaur heads on people on the website. Just, I love the approach that you guys do, always think it outside the box. I know when we, we were on a panel maybe two, three years ago at one of these, and uh, it, you guys kind of um, talk about that Donald Miller story brand approach with the guide, and, and that's where the Wi-Fi wizards come into the, is the, your Wi-Fi wizards are those guides you talk about, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Our Wi-Fi Wizards is sort of what I would consider customer service 2.0. It's beyond just checking boxes for a customer, but really challenging the subscriber about what's next for them, showing them a better way. And I think you've got a cool story, and and we could get in uh, when we've talked about it before. And Josh may weigh in with with some details here. But so you were you were not in the telecom space, but you came back this family business. You came back and and kind of kind of shook things up is the way that I would say it. Was that Josh? Is that kind of the way that you would you would describe it? Absolutely. Neither Jordan Jordan and I are both misfits here okay. uh, in the telecom space. I have a master's degree in theology. Oh, and uh, I. I was that guy who got a philosophy degree from college, okay. and my dad was so nervous. Uh, Jordan comes from biochemistry, um, and we just enjoy having fun with our customers. We enjoy having fun with our brand. We think so many times that ISPs is boring megawatts and gigawatts. Nobody identifies like that. People want to do business with a brand that they enjoy having fun with, and that's something we really believe in. We've leaned really heavily into it, and it's reaped really good results. Now, Jordan, talk me through back when you started, because having fun with the brand, I can tell there are going to be some telecom executives that they're listening who that's a scary phrase to them. Um, how do you go about getting by? Where, where did you start to go from we're going to be this, you know, traditional telecom provider to we're going to have fun, you know, quote, fun with the brand? Yeah. Well, it always starts with um, what problem are we solving for our subscribers? Any new service, anything that we do, we're always thinking about the subscriber first. In our market, where there are nine different broadband competitors, I would even be willing to bet 
that it's the most competitive market in North America, perhaps the world. I've never heard of or, I've never heard of anybody with, with that many competitors. Nine so competitors. Good for y'all. It's wow. it's pretty gnarly out there. But here's the thing: nobody wanted to have a regular internet connection because they could get that from eight other people. A regular internet connection. A regular internet. Give me a hundred meg and call it a day. No, they wanted um, to talk to a, a brand that they knew people personally that they could call and trust for things beyond their internet, like where to have dinner tonight. And that happens. People call us for sushi recommendations because they've tr- we've, we've earned their trust over time. You asked about kind of where we're going with the brand and sure. where we've been. Um, and it's, it's been a really fun transformation to see people excited about their work. I remember when I joined Jade about five years ago, we were just a regular telco. Very hard to find talent, not really thinking about our subscribers. All of this massively changed where now our employees are the ones who are the brand ambassadors. They're awesome. the ones who are recruiting new people to join our team, who are excited about work for the first time. Josh, what have you seen? We've seen um, with nine different competitors, you would think we wouldn't have a fighting chance, Andy. And we've seen that because we have a strong brand, we tell a strong story, customers want to interact with us, they trust us so that we can sell other goods and services. We've seen our business continue to thrive. We've seen other communities court us to make investment in their communities. That makes you feel good. It does make you feel good, but it's also a different. Most times we're looking for communities to invest in. And when other communities raise their hand and say, please, we'll clear the barriers, come do this. It makes us, it, that's the beginning of a great partnership with that community. Got it. Going back, uh, where does it start? You talked about the employees getting that bought in. Um, that, you know, did that take a lot of work or, or you know, going from that regular old same we've always done and everybody's heard that, oh, we've always done things this way before. Where does that start? I mean, most of the times when you see that, it kind of has to start internally, right? Oh, it absolutely has to come from the top and get fizzled in and baked in within everyone else in the organization. Now, you know, our organization historically has never had to compete. Um, and most telecom is that way too, right? You probably were the only one for a while or you had one or two competitors. Right. Um, and so a lot of us are learning how to market in the modern day. And what I like to do is look at other companies, other brands that have avoided commoditization by building a great brand. Nike is one of them, right? Shoes are a commodity, but we can learn a lot from Nike. Liquid Death, one of them. So many uh, different water brands out there, but now they have more social media followers than all of them combined. Thousand other examples. And um, it starts with this idea of what can we be for our subscriber? And I think once, once you kind of have that in mind, um, the, one of the descriptions I heard about marketing and they, you know, they talked about it, you can do the big, huge campaigns, but a lot of the times it's the little bitty, subtle, um, just nice touches that differentiate you guys. And you guys do a really good job of that, whether it's a Wi-Fi wizard or some of the other things. What are, you know, obviously a, a rebrand and, and establishing a brand and all that, um, you know, that's, that's an investment. But what are some of the little bitty fun things? And, you know, I'm thinking about the Wi-Fi wizards, the, the dinosaur heads on the website. What are some of those little bitty fun things that you guys like to interject um, that, that you feel like help differentiate you guys? So my favorite thing is every year we create a custom patch. Patch. Custom patch, like okay. the hipster patches. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, like on backpads uh-huh. and blazers. Yeah. Every year we do one custom patch celebrating one of the communities that we did something in that year. Oh, I like it. This year we're celebrating our friends in La Vida and Cuchara, Colorado. 
in the beautiful backdrop of their home are the Spanish Peaks. Two Peaks, epic, beautiful, snow-capped, year-round, amazing for hiking and cycling, and we are celebrating them with a patch this year. And then how do you, do you I mean, you have that in the office, they come get it, you mail it out. I mean, what's the... Well, they're uh, limited edition, so people, okay. can, people can choose to buy them, they can, they can stop by, they can find us at a booth. We usually attach it to some type of apparel. Sure. And then they're proud to wear it because it has their community on it. It's not right. a big jade advertisement. No, no, no. It's about them and their community and being proud of where they're from. It's a sense of place that's reinvigorated. That's cool. And what has the response been on something like that? The response been really good. Um, we've seen a lot of people want apparel, which we may have to talk about that in another podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, but from the what we do with the network operations is uh, we purchase little postcards okay. that just say that are already pre-built. One side says, "I just want to thank you for something," and on the back, if we have a good interaction with the customer, we will mail a handwritten letter to you that says, "Hey, we are when we talked, we were so sorry to hear about this happening in your life. That's not even related to internet." Because we're not in the internet business, we're in the relationship business. Ooh, that's Ooh. good. Ooh. I would drop the mic, but that would ruin the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate you um, not dropping the mic, yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, that's that's something that, if someone has a birthday and we're talking to the customer on the phone, oh, happy birthday. No, let's just, it, I will pay for the stamp. <laughs> Handwritten letter, or we had a customer um, recently that we went to their house and the technician said, guys, we need to give them a little bit of love. And love's not a credit on their bill. We all signed a card around the office that said, you know, we're sorry for this hard time in your life. Hmm. That is a way to create loyalty. Yeah. And that's something that, that Jordan started doing with the handwritten notes and we gave everyone in our office their own deck. No questions asked. If you want to write a note to someone, go do it. And we've seen that be very successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy, you mentioned earlier, how do you get the organization behind the brand? Yeah. And I, I answered it indirectly, but I'll give you a direct example. Sure. And it's this. Um, find the most ardent detractor of someone who is against the branding and the marketing in your organization. Another, so, another employee. Another somebody, employee. Yeah, yeah, target yeah. the he guy like the who likes to just, you know, throw all that under the bus and wants to keep it the same yeah. and run after him. Go to him. No, no. Everyone thinks, oh, I need to avoid him. No, 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 no. Run toward him or her and get their buy-in. Hmm. Help them understand because then they're going to take their other non-believers with them. Go after the most ardent detractor. And that's exactly what happened with us. We had a few people who were like, I don't know, I don't get all this. Why should an internet provider be fun? Change is hard. Yeah. Change is hard. We went after them. We said, here's the vision. Let me show you what the difference will be for your job, for your customers, for the people you talk to. And now they are the most ardent supporter of the brand. Fantastic. That's exactly what you want. So... So you, you start rolling this out, you get the internal folks uh, on board, uh, people start to notice uh, you know, changes. What was the reaction like from, uh, from the community? How, how have you guys seen, now that um, now it's been a couple years, uh, how has it changed the perception? How do they see you now compared to how they, they saw you back before uh, this? Y'all put the emphasis on it. A long time ago, we'd go to communities and they'd be like, where's your corporate office? And we're like, this is the corporate office. Like we're in, there's no other, this is it. And they're like, you just seem like, you just seem greedy. Oh. And we're not like a corporate you, company. Yeah, you get in this corporate vibe and we're like, we're not greedy. We live here, you know, we're trying to get those like nice values. Yeah, yeah. Like something seems off. And so by rebranding and going to more of this funner aspect of internet um, and other solutions, we've seen again, I've said earlier, communities have started to court us, Andy, mm -hmm. um, to make investments. But also we're, we're getting more 
um, we're seeing just people engaging with us in ways they haven't engaged with us before. Um, I, I'm not responsible for any of the online material. I run the network and sure. that, that better work or people will leave. Got to. Yeah. Right. So that's another podcast, but, um, right. we're seeing, I see all the time people like, I love the social media. I love doing business with you because you're not boring mm. and that's huge. People like to see what's next. It's really, it's really living out your value set, right? One of our core values is fun mm. and we're going to be the fun internet provider. Now, Every day may not always be fun, especially when you work at Jade, right? But um, that fun's gonna seep through everything we do. We're gonna have really friendly installers. We're gonna uh, do really quirky images on our website, have fun and kind of be sarcastic in social media and letting that value breathe, letting others interact with it. Um, in terms of an analytical uh, results of this, Andy, yeah, yeah, is we have our highest NPS ever in the history of our company. And we started measuring NPS about two years ago. We started at a 55 and now have raised it to a 75 in a market where there's nine competitors. Right. I can understand having a 91, 92 NPS if you're the only guy in town. Right. But when you have nine other choices and you are delighting your subscribers so much they're willing to share your brand with friends and family, that's what it's about. That's awesome. Good for uh, good for y'all. That's remarkable to, to do it again with that kind of competition. Let's stay there, Jordan, for just a minute if we can, because um, I think when, when you know, I've been doing this about 12 years and, and net promoter score, that NPS you mentioned, was not really a thing people talked about in this industry maybe 10, 12 years ago. Um, almost every session this year um, at this conference, people are talking about it. What do you think that the the emphasis is, or just kind of you know putting on your uh, your philosophy hat, if you can borrow that from your brother, uh, just you know philosophically, what um, what do you think is is attributable to that shift to where net promoter score has become such a critical metric for so many folks in the broadband space now? I think a few things. First is competition. For the first time ever, a lot of broadband providers have to compete not just against the big guys, but perhaps some other local savvy companies as well. Number two is COVID. A lot of people suffered through COVID either with no or poor internet connection. Right. And now they know the difference between a bad and a good connection. The focus on NPS is really the focus of the modern market, which is it doesn't matter how many home passings you have. It doesn't matter how many customers you could potentially serve. What matters is how many customers choose you. Mm. And that's the measure. And to put onto that from the business side of the, I, I didn't know what net promoter score was. Most operators don't care, right? <laughs> right. But I care because that's the only metric that is a good forward-leaning indicator of revenue. Because if you know, like, people like to interact with us, oh, I'm okay green-lighting a million-dollar investment. If I have a bad NPS, why should I make the investment? Uh, so we see uh, net promoter scores not only how, many, how much do our customers love us, but as a general trend, how is the business going? Um, and as a forward-looking indicator of revenue. Because it, it speaks to so many different facets of it. I, I like that. And I think that's a, that's a really important point. Um, just a couple more questions for you guys. But where, where are you going next? Because once, once you make these changes, once you become that fun brand, uh, your, your work is not done. You got to keep going. What, what's next? What do you guys see coming up for you, um, either short term or, or midterm into the future? We've had a lot of requests, as Josh has mentioned earlier, to get into retail. A lot of people love our brand. They want to wear it. Okay. They, every time we go to events, they're like, do you have any jade shirts? Do you have any jade backpacks? Do you have any jade hats that we can have? And we've done some limited edition things, but never mass scale. So we're looking at how do we build the brand beyond the pipe? Oh. If somebody's heard of us in Southern California and say, wow, that's a cool Colorado brand. How can I get a piece of that? How can I become part of that? 
now there's an opportunity. So we're, we're really looking at how do we um, make our brand more available outside of our region. And we, we're going to be offering uh, in the winter, we're going to be offering Servify Care. Um, and we're going to be one of the first internet providers in the nation to do this because we really believe that um, it's a further extension, right? The internet should be fun, and it is not fun when your screen gets cracked. That is true. And you have to, like, go to one of the big box stores. And we think that is a, a way for a customer to interact with us and for us to, to issue a new tablet. And we, think, we see that as a way to not only um, offer a ton of value mm -hmm. and protect a lot of homes and have additional relationships with customers and people who are maybe not in the footprint, but we also see this as ways lowering the economic burden. I think a lot of times when people make purchases, they check the box for so-and-so and they throw their money away. And so we see this as a way of strengthening our economic um, uh, status in our county. So we're excited to do that. We're going to continue doing... Uh, of course, we're specialists in Wi-Fi, and that's not going away. Sure. Uh, so we think, you know, we're really excited about some of the outdoor deployments. We're doing our first uh, uh, outdoor Wi-Fi deployment for a campground next week. Nice. Last weekend, um, in this new community we built with a dedicated patch we talked about, uh, we offered free Wi-Fi for their entire Oktoberfest. Nice. I'll have a beer to prose that. <laughs> um, so, like, just stuff like that, having more fun, interacting, meeting people where they're at. Yeah. Now, just, just in case folks either didn't hear it or if they're not familiar, talk us through that the care program you talked about before. That's like a device repair, device replacement program? Might yeah, go ahead. So it's Servify Care. Um, it's, we're going to have one price. Um, and for that one price, we, Servify and Jade, will protect all of your devices except for your cell phone and your appliances from accidental and me uh, mechanical damage. Okay. Um, and so if there's a, if a customer is has a policy with us. It sounds like insurance. I don't mean to, but if they have the program... There's got to be a more fun word than yeah. policy you guys yeah. can come oh, up oh, with. We, so. We'll work on that. But yeah, if, they right. have, if they have a, a subscription sure. with us and one of their home CPE devices fails, our little camera, thermostat, the kid throws a baseball at the TV, the customer can uh, log on to the, to the Servify app and report a claim. And Servify will write the customer uh, a check for the device. Nice. Yeah, I can see why that would certainly be a nice benefit add-on there. Last question I had for you guys, and we'll go Jordan first and then Josh. Um, what advice do you have for somebody who's, who's listening to this podcast and maybe anytime they, they bring up an idea, they always hear, the, oh, we've always done it this way, and you know, no, we can't have fun with the brand. What advice do you have for somebody who's, who's sitting in that, that spot that you guys were uh, a few years ago? That's a really great question, Andy. And I think it comes down to the specific organizations and market dynamics. But what I would say is be authentic to yourself. And that sounds kind of cheesy. I guess everyone says it. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to uh, go on a first date with somebody and you're quoting Adam Sandler uh, lyrics or Adam Sandler quotes from movies, um, that's not you. That's Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? All hey, right. I'm going to go to this, uh, this interview and try to be Ryan Gosling. No, no, no. There's only one Ryan Gosling. Be yourself, own it, and just let that go out into the world to help people. Do you think this approach, uh, the, the fun brand approach, do you think it can work every, anywhere, everywhere? You know, I think only certain brands can pull it off, but there are other ways to position your brand that might be beneficial. If we look at other industries that have been commoditized, um, take shoes, for example, Nike, Puma, Adidas, Reebok, there's millions of others. They all have different ways of letting their brand breathe in the marketplace. Right. If they're all the same, there's no differentiation. I like it. 
I like it. Josh, uh, what do you think? What advice would you have uh, for folks who are, are trying to, to maybe shake things up with the brand a little bit? There are, with the brand and with the network, there are always a thousand reasons to say no to something. And don't be scared. And we live by the philosophy is like, why not us? They can do it, so can we. There's, there's so much opportunity in this industry right now, not only for like funding, but there's so many ways that our customers want to interact with us. Why not you? Go for it. Have fun doing it. You're gonna, it's gonna hurt a little bit, but it's an adventure and why not you? Excellent. Well, I'm excited to see what you guys roll out next. It's always see, uh, always fun to see um, what you guys are doing, and, and uh, you know, congratulations on on having flipped the brand and really an industry leader. So, congratulations to y'all. Thanks for having us. That was uh, Jordan Weehy and Josh Weehy of Jade Communications in Colorado. Thank y'all for joining me. I am your host Andy Johns. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio 